the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights. Yeah. A different city every night. Oh, I, I swear. The world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. To success, and let's get down to business. I am Paula Peterson, in for Shalom Klein, who is currently serving our country. Thank you, Shalom. And today... Uh, my guest is Zach Gay, Business Development Manager of Tandem HR. And this is where I get to say every week, Get Down to Business is brought to you by, actually powered by Tandem HR. So welcome. That's right. Thanks Hi, so Zach. much for having me. I appreciate and, it. And you've been on before. I have. Yeah, it's, it's been um, probably a year or two since I was last on. Okay. I had a, uh, a client on with us and we... Had some great conversations, so I appreciate you having me. Yeah, back. I'm happy that you're here today. We had Salo on a couple weeks ago, so he, of course, uh, offered great information. But I want your point of view because you are the business development manager for Tandem HR. That's correct. And you're in Westchester. I know exactly where you are. Um, so, you know, the first thing I'm going to ask you is what's a PEO? Why you always hear this <laughs> word PEO? I'm like, yeah. what's a PEO? Yeah, our uh, our industry is laden with acronym, acronyms, and yes, it's a little bit difficult to uh, mm-hmm. decipher them sometimes. So I'll help you out with that. Okay. PEO is Professional Employer Organization. Um, professional Employer Organization really is just a term for a business partner. Uh, we partner with small, mid-sized businesses from 10 to 500 employees, and we help them in a variety of ways. Uh, the best way to look at us is an administrative services and strategic partner on the back end. And what I kind of clarify that as is a non-revenue generating business expenses, your necessary evils, if you will, the things that have to get done like payroll, benefits, HR, retirement, risk, et cetera. And how does a company, like what in their mindset, take me on, as we call it, the customer journey. <laughs> like I'm running a business, I'm freaking out. What's going on that they pick up the phone and, they're, and they say, I have got, I need, I need the service. Who does that? What is that for them? Yeah, what does absolutely. that look like? Yeah, so that's a great question. There's a myriad of things that could occur. I like to classify it in three different areas because when I'm out there in meetings and on the streets, uh, you know, I see three different scenarios. One being, and commonly, you have a small employer who maybe started out with five, six, seven employees, and they've grown. They've experienced some growth, which is extremely positive for their business. But what's happened is they've opened their eyes one morning and they're at 30, 40 employees. And now there's a compliance issue. There are certain policies and procedures where they may have been winging it before and it might have been working. Uh, in that scenario, they have two choices. They can either bring in somebody, a full-time HR director or HR VP of HR. You know, that person's going to be one person. They're going to be able, they're going to be a great addition to the team, but they're only one person. They can only do so much. Or uh, alternatively, they could contact someone like Tandem, and Tandem HR can provide all the services and support 
that an HR team could provide in addition to some added resources like more cost-effective benefits, more cost-effective retirement. So that's kind of scenario one. And the other two are a larger company who's maybe having some turnover in that HR director role, and they say, hey, before we really go out and start recruiting, let's take a breath. Is there another option? And option three is, I run into this all the time with attorneys, with law firms. Mm-hmm. I've got an attorney with a four or $500 billable hour, and they're sitting there punching the pay, you know, pushing the payroll an hour a week, even if it's an hour that's a week. Causing, that's costing them huge it's, it's amounts huge. of revenue. It's huge. And, and what you end up finding is outsourcing, which is HR outsourcing is really what a PEO does. Okay. And um, what you end up finding is these companies are already outsourcing their HR and their admin functions, they're just doing it to five or six different vendors. Oh, and you bring it all under one roof. Exactly. Okay. So picture it this way. If you have a client with 60 employees and you have some turnover, you need to recruit somebody, bring someone on. You may have to go to an employment labor attorney to have an offer letter drafted and proofed. You may at that point have to bring them on, go through paper I-9s, W-4s, et cetera. And then you've got to call your benefits broker your workers' comp broker, your retirement consultant, your payroll company, on and on and on. Oh, my just gosh, to get so this complicated. On. Yeah. Yeah. So now all I have to do is basically call one person, have a representative. So take us through that. Sure. So I'm to that point now where I realize, you know, I've heard about Tandem HR. Mm-hmm. I've gone online. I've Googled it. I've read some articles. Yeah. And I make the phone call. What happens next? That goes to you or your department, Yeah, right? li- likely I, I would actually do a kind of a quick discovery call and then mm-hmm. set up a meeting to go through um, the client's ultimate goals and needs uh, over the next 6, 12, 18 months and see where we could fit in. And the nice thing about us being privately held and being the largest privately held uh, PEO in the Midwest is that we can be real flexible and customizable. So we work with them and we kind of figure out what they need, where they need to be. And then we can bring all those functions under one roof and assign them a strategic HR team which will be SPHR or PHR certified, mm-hmm. uh, you know, five to 10 years minimum experience and really be their advocate in a day-to-day. But when they, from this point, they're actually able to use even a techn- our, our technology platform and our resources to sort of onboard or offboard that person. It's, it's essentially a click of a button or one phone call to your point. They're not going to six different places. Oh, that's so nice. That's so convenient for people. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is Paula Peterson, and we you are listening to Get Down to Business. And I'm talking to Zach Gay, who is the business development manager of Tandem HR. And Tandem HR is who powers Get Down to Business. So thank you for that. We've been working with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's always good for you to come on and remind everybody of the services that you provide. This is a business show. So Absolutely. what um, if someone so let's let's go back then to that customer journey. I really like this because it's very it's not often, you know, when you just do a commercial uh, person saying, you know, what they do in 60 seconds. But here you really have an opportunity to say, you know, this is what we can do for you. Are you partners with with like Blue Cross Blue mm-hmm. Shield and how and and how sure. and you know when you say that they have their healthcare uh, broker, broker who I know about that mm-hmm. was people like that have advertised with us what um what is that how does that look for you yeah sure so there's that's a great question because we do have a, a new relationship uh, it's about a year old with Blue Cross Blue Shield oh, of Illinois that's awesome and we're very excited about this relationship uh, for those listening Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, you know, there's, they're all the carriers are great and I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but a lot of people consider in the Chicagoland area, in the Illinois market and several other places in the country, uh, Blue Cross is kind of the Cadillac 
And Blue Cross, you know, they they pay their they pay their claims. They great have great customer service. Um, they're pretty responsive, and they have a fantastic network of providers. So we've been in this relationship now for a year. It's performing extremely well. Uh, we're very excited. And really, the the concept is that our clients of ten employees or a hundred employees or anywhere in between or, or or greater than that, they can join our large group health plan and our pool mm-hmm. and and buy that insurance at a fraction of the cost that they could do so on their own. We increase their buying power and we leverage their economies oh, that's of scale. Fantastic, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. We can do the same things with with workers' comp and with retirement, but with Blue Cross, you're giving them the absolute best carrier at at the best price with a consistent, steady renewal and fantastic service to back it up. You know, and I think what I really like about TandemHR, I've had the opportunity to tour the offices, meet a lot of people I've been working for you, with you for a long time, is that your ongoing education and the way you educate your actual partners is really impressive. I mean, I know that you do special client events mm-hmm. and you know, times when you're able to bring everybody together to learn. Tell us, like, how does how does that affect that relationship? Because I feel like that's different. Yeah, it, it is. We really pride ourselves on being a high touch uh, organization. Um, you know, I talked about us previously being we're privately held, so we have some more flexibility. But we try to. We have clients who, uh, you know, we're we're on site quite often. We have clients who are in 48 states, but. The, the, and then we do a lot of things over the phone and email and everywhere in between. But having those uh, those events, our client event, uh, it's coming up here in August or September. We like that opportunity because it gets everyone together. We typically do an educational piece where people can have a nice takeaway, uh, a tangible item. The, hey, I learned this today. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks for putting this on. And they get to interact with each other. Uh, in addition, you know, well, our- that's a networking benefit Absolutely. to other people because we never we do that here. You know, whenever you bring clients together, it's an opportunity mm-hmm. for them to do business, and they look at that as a bonus or a benefit Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, it's a great value add, and you know, it's a it's a win win for mm-hmm. all parties involved. And then, you know, on the service side, our our, our partners are really benefiting from. Uh, education and training and compliance updates and things like that because the industry is changing so quickly. Yeah. And unless you're in this business, um, it's, it's a little bit difficult to stay, to stay on top of it. Oh, no, I can't imagine. I, and um, how big is your team? Yeah, so we've got about 120 employees now. Oh. Uh, we're real excited. We're headquartered in Westchester right outside of Oak Brook. Uh, we've got an office on Wacker downtown. We have a new office in Milwaukee we're real excited about in the Third Ward. It's a beautiful location oh, right I in the river. Oh, I love Third Ward, <laughs> yeah. Milwaukee. I don't get up there as often as I'd like to, but Although it's I'm pretty partial to your Westchester location because <laughs> I can walk to it from my house, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah, and then we are expanding. We have a, a, a So you said uh, Westchester, Milwaukee, and now you're downtown. Uh, downtown, and then we also have a, a partnership in St. Louis and working on something in Michigan uh, oh, coming fantastic. soon. Well, Zach, it's been great. Stick around because I have so much more to ask you. You've been listening to Get Down to Business. I'm your host today, Paula Peterson, and we will be right back with more information that you can use for your business. So, hey, this is Paula Peterson, and you are listening to Get Down to Business. I am speaking today with Zach Gay, Business Development Manager of Tandem HR, and Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR. If you ever need Tandem HR services, it's so simple. Just go to tandemhr.com. 
Com. Uh, they have a beautiful website, user friendly, and Zach's right here, and he can tell you other ways to to um, reach them as well. But right before we took a little break, we were talking about some of the ways that you are able to work with businesses, and I, I mean, you have locations, you're all over. I mean, you really are a full comprehensive HR. Uh, payroll solutions for people. But one of the things that I think that impresses me about you is that there is really no cookie cutter solution for one, any one business. So, I mean, can you give us any examples of how you've worked with companies? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, in this industry, well, we touch so, so many different parts of an employer's business or a client's business, whether it be payroll risk, retirement, HR compliance, tax, health insurance, you name it, you really need to be flexible. That's the name of the game. So being able to adapt and and not to have this box and say our client has to fit in it, but really what do you need and we'll create the box. And so, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities for cost savings and for reduction in turnover, things like that. But if we don't map out that initial conversation correctly, you know, the the rest of it doesn't really matter. So uh, yeah, I can definitely give you an example, Paula. I think when you look at HR and you look at HR outsourcing and, and PEOs, uh, a lot of people think administrative and they think, okay, well, they're our payroll processor. They're going to do our taxes. They're going to do our W-2s. And that's all true and that's all great. But what they don't think is strategic partner. Oh, and, yeah, and that's huge. Anything strategic, strategy, planning, uh, customization. Yep. I mean, that is what people need right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and with, you know, legislation changing every time the wind blows, oh, you yes. really, <laughs> you, you really need rules, to have some... regulations. We, you know, we see that here, right? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I can give you a quick example. Um, uh, we have a client who, uh, you know, it, it was up in Minnesota and that client had about 50 employees and they were looking at acquiring. Now, 50 is a tough number because 50 is when FMLA kicks yes, in, right. ACA, healthcare reform. So a lot of companies are like 46 and then they call us and they're like, hey. <laughs> um, but really what we're talking about is a company who is up in Minnesota. They're acquiring an organization here in Chicago that's okay. about the same size as them. So not only are they looking to double, but they're looking at two different handbooks, two different policies and procedures. Most of all, they're concerned with how are we going to make this ben- this benefits package equal this benefits package? How are we going to find a happy middle so ground? So they have to merge that. They have to merge that. And that's and something have- you have to work on with them. That's correct. The question I ended up asking them was, what about the culture? And they kind of looked at me with a, bl- a blank stare and said, what do you mean the culture? I look at all these policies and procedures. I said, I, I get that. I get that. And we're going to take care of that. I, I promise you. But how are the employees going to be affected? How are you going to make this to be um, uh, you know, the culture you want it to be and, and to continue your, your goals through your culture? And so what we ended up doing was putting together a strategic solution, doing some digging, asking some questions. And um, you, know, you have a, a, a client who has one location that they've had for a long time that's run like a, a boot camp, for lack of a better term. And then they're acquiring one who's potentially... Um, I don't want to say frat house, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit. Right. And both fantastic back. companies, uh-huh. but you know, you've got you, people who, who are taking half hour lunches and they're back and they're, and they're there at 7.59 in the morning and they're you know, gone at 5.01 PM. And then you've got another or- organization who's, you know, they start drinking at three, at three on a Friday at the office. And, that, sure. and that's, you know, a perfect balance is, is, is definitely part of the game. But what we were able to do is have a strategic conversation on culture and help them to come off not as the bad guy, but as the uh, empowering the employees and offering new benefits and 
simplifying and increasing efficiencies and still having fun while doing it. Yeah. And then the administrative stuff gets figured out. See, I love that because I think companies don't realize without the employee, you have no company. And right now, the job market is hot and mm-hmm. people are hiring and people can go anywhere they want right now. And so if you don't have something that keeps the person there, you know, that's really big. I mean, I was, you know, one of my questions for you was going to be, how do you deal with the whole new millennial generation? Mm-hmm. They Their expectations are so different than the generation um, Xers that I'm sure. in or the baby boomers who are sort of now leaving the job market. Like, how do you deal with that? Are you able, do you... Is that am I too far off base? No, not at that? all. Because not I think that kind of goes with your story. You know, uh, I mean, that's that's a big deal. Uh, that's a big deal. to people. Yeah. Last. Actually, it's funny you say that because uh, we did a segment for our clients last year on uh, how to deal with the millennial workforce. And it's definitely uh, something that I don't have the statistics in front of me, but they're going to make up the majority of the workforce, yeah. if not already very soon. And you see on uh, millennials LinkedIn, you'll see, a you know, a boun- bouncing around job to job and. Another couple of grand a year, and they're out. Oh, they and, don't care. And no, and, and reality is that benefits do matter to millennials. Um, you, you think it's all just about pay, but it's about um, it's about growth opportunity. It's about being able to feel valued and respected in the industry, in, in, sure. in your business. And so it is a culture fit. So we can help define all that, and we can help the employer and the, and the client partner really map out. What's your target market here? Who are we trying to go after? And how do we best differentiate ourselves from your competition? So that's definitely a piece that is Oh, I think that's so important. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Get Down to Business, I'm Paula Peterson. I'm talking to Zach Gay from Tandem HR, and Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR. And, you know, one of the things that we were were just talking about, like working, uh, you're customizing, Mm -hmm. you're everybody's situation is different. We all know that. I mean, that's just life, right? Everybody's different. But- I'm thinking that with all that and having everything under one roof, you're able to offer a pretty considerable savings to people. Absolutely. If you're not piecemealing it here and there and you know all the rules and regulations, not only are you saving people revenue and costs, but you're saving them such the most precious (laughs) thing of all. Time. Time. Yep. So just just like I mentioned, there's an administrative piece and a strategic piece to what we do. There's also, when you think about it, there's a hard dollar savings and a, and a soft dollar savings. And our goal is always to, uh, you know, we aren't going to let a couple of dollars get in the way of a, a, a fruitful relationship with a client. But um, our goal is always to provide as much value as we can mm-hmm. uh, at the most affordable cost we can. But there's a huge soft dollar savings uh, and increase in efficiencies. And by having a strategic partner and having a single source under one umbrella, than there is, uh, you know, having six different vendors, which I mentioned earlier. Right. And that being said, though, uh, one of the keys about being flexible is we have a fantastic relationship with health insurance brokers, with workers comp and, and PNC brokers, and we actually have a ton of strategic partners there. And what they do is they say they might Wait, come what's to PNC brokers. So property casualty or workers oh, comp people okay. who handle the other side of the business. Got it. We don't have to do everything. We per, we like to if it makes sense, but there's no silver bullet. Our Blue Cross Blue Shield plan, I told you, is, is performing fantastic. Our risk programs, our retirement programs, we love them. But we have brokers come to us and say, hey, um, hey, Tandem, can you guys do this? And, you know, I want to retain my relationship. I want to handle the workers' comp. But they, my client needs you. Or bro- benefits brokers all the time coming to us and saying, hey, some other PEO is out there talking to my client, and they might leave can we work together? Oh, I like that. Working on that right now. Because that collaborative uh, relationship is is what's now. 
Absolutely. I mean, that's not, I mean, I think that that's very relatable to anybody who's running a business. You want to be able to collaborate with somebody, bring somebody else in, but still retain your sure. client who's your favorite. They're like family. Yeah, absolutely. And now you're, you want to make changes for them, but you want to know who you're bringing on board is somebody that's going to benefit not just your relationship, but really the company. You want to do what's right. You want to do what's you right. Got it. We appreciate that relationship. Yeah. We respect it. So, so Tandem HR, what's the easiest way to reach you? And so the, what? And tell them again, just briefly, what that step looks like. Yeah. So, you know, Tandem HR really is a professional employer organization for the high-touch service model that can help overcome those back office challenges as you continue to grow and help you grow. Um, we, you know, we can be reached on our website directly. Uh, you can fill out a, a survey on there, get some more information. Uh, www.tandemhr.com. Uh, you can also find us on LinkedIn, on social media, and um, you can reach me directly uh, on my cell phone. My cell phone is uh, 630-272-3272. That's, I'm, it's always on. Okay. You might get a lot of phone calls now. I can't, <laughs> uh, okay. I can't say that you won't. That's okay. I know. Tandem HR, you know what I like about the website? First of all, it's so usable. I love it. When you freshened it up and you relaunched, yeah. it was really nice. I like that. I need a, a HR solution for, you choose the size of your company. Uh, you have a self-service center. Um, it's so easy. You get, you, you know, you go right to the person. And then, of course, it's that customized professional touch that you're offering. You got it. Well, Zach A., from Tandem HR. Thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having um, me. Thank you so much to Tandem HR for powering Get Down to Business. And if you've been tuning in to um, Get Down to Business each week, you notice that Shalom is not here. He is off serving our country right now. I know that he got through basic training and he's doing great. So I wanted to let you know that. And um, please, let's tune in next week. This has been Paula Peterson with Get Down to Business. Have a great week. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined by the author of a brand new book, uh, Cash Nickerson. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Cash. Great to have you on. Let's talk about the book um, and uh, and, and what inspired you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about it. Well, great. Yes, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on. Uh, the book is called The Samurai Listener, and it's about really the value and power of learning to be a great listener as opposed to what we spend our time being trained to do and what we tend to spend our time doing, which is talking. And it really lays out and redefines uh, listening in this broader sense. What I had noticed over the course of an entrepreneurial career, executive career, legal career, uh, in my thirty almost 35 years of uh, being out and about, uh, I started to realize that the people who were most successful were actually taking things in in a way that was better, more powerful, stronger. It really gave them the edge. The edge didn't come from being a smooth talker. The edge came from taking more in from those around you sure. and applying it. Well, uh, so Cash, uh, uh, I've read The yeah. Samurai Listener, and I've I've read a little yeah. bit about your background. And uh, I, I, I've got a few questions that I know are very, very relevant for uh, entrepreneurs and business owners in particular. Um, entrepreneurs by nature are running around meeting to meeting, and uh, it's, it's often hard to, I guess, call it to focus. 
How, what are some of the tips that that you share in the book? I don't want you to share everything, but how to get in the zone and truly focus in the moment. Well, the very best one, I think, and there's lots of good ones, but one that I think is particularly helpful is, you know, when we own a small business, it's just, there's a hundred billion things on your mind and you carry that around with you everywhere and you carry it to meetings. And you'll spend most of the meeting with your brain circling around of what am I going to do about employee so-and-so, when in fact you really need to be paying attention to the meeting you're in. And so the best way to handle that is before you go to a meeting is taking all those things that are spinning around in your head and compartmentalizing them by writing them down on a piece of paper, put it in your PDA, whatever you want to do with it, but to get it out of your head for the meeting to acknowledge the fact that this stuff is spinning around <laughs> like the spin cycle in a, in a uh, washing machine and you, and you got to set it aside. Otherwise you have no chance. Our minds just are not functioned to be self compartmentalizing very well. So I must ask regarding the, uh, regarding the story behind, um, behind the book. I know that you are an avid martial artist and uh, you have a really interesting uh, business background but you've clearly absorbed some certain uh, skills and uh, and techniques that obviously share through the book. And we'll share more information in just a moment regarding how our listeners can find the book. But what was the moment for you where you realized you are learning something and that you have something uh, that can and should be relevant to others? You know, it's an excellent question. I think... In terms of the, the martial arts context, it was the realization that why did I why did I concentrate so well when practicing martial arts, and why when I trained with champions that they just seemed to be so in tune with what was going to happen next? It was that focus, that concentration, and that's because the consequences of not focusing and not paying attention are so high. Right, you get hit, and so you're kind of forced into that state. In a business context, as I applied those skills, calling on a customer out in the Northeast, um, being getting in that same zone uh, and uh, paying, a, paying attention the way I talk about it, listening to the way I talk about it in the book, I was able to, rec- to re, uh, recast and recount what a customer needed and wanted it so clearly and carefully without taking notes that they said afterwards, they said, did you write that on your hand? <laughs> And I said, no, I listened. And I said, you know, as a company, we listen. And we got a multi-million dollar order as a result. That's great advice. And I know that um, you talk a lot about how to listen to remember. And all these techniques, uh, I've enjoyed uh, reading from the book. I don't want to share them all with our listeners because I want to make sure that they check it out. Um, It's a fantastic book, once again, called The Samurai Listener, written by... um, by Cash Nickerson and Cash, um, I just love looking on your website, looking at that uh, that photo of you, um, the uh, <laughs> the two photos of you in that business suit and uh, your martial artist uh, outfit. It's it's just fantastic. So you've got a fascinating story, some fascinating tips. Once again, I want to make sure our listeners can find it. How can people learn more and uh, purchase the book? Well, you mentioned the website, and that's really a great place to start. Cash at cashnickerson dot com. And, of course, the books available at Barnes & Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all the usual uh, outlets. 
Uh, that's great. Well, check out the website, cashnickerson.com. Uh, the book is called The Samurai Listener, um, and you'll read a little bit about the author of uh, that book and several other fantastic books um, talking about how to, how to listen better, uh, how to handle conflict, express respect for clients and associates, and ultimately transform into leaders. It's a great read. Um, check it out, cashnickerson.com. Coming up after the break, we are going to be chatting with Dove Snow. We are going to be chatting about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, all those things that you've heard a lot about, but you don't know what exactly it means. Dove will be demystifying it. You don't want to miss that segment and the advice that he is going to share. We're going to be back on Get Down to Business in just a moment. We're powered by Tandem HR. Check them out, tandemhr.com. But Chicago, don't touch that dial. You'll listen to Get Down to Business. Hey, you're listening to the show, which is all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined by my good friend, Dove Snow. Dove, welcome to the program. Hey, Shalom. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you. You and I have had many a conversation about this next topic, which I have to say, you are uh, a fantastic educator. Um, You've taught me more than I ever expected to know about uh, this term, Bitcoin and uh, and cryptocurrency, I know these are still very, very, very new uh, topics, but uh, you have uh, been way ahead of the curve, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about it. And uh, but most importantly, uh, Dove, I'm I'm curious to know why do you think it's important that we talk about it today? Where do you think this this uh, this fascinating uh, concept is going to go over the coming years? Well, there, there's two fundamental uh, points to discuss on why it's important to understand what's going on, you know, today, uh, which is Bitcoin and blockchain. Um, Bitcoin is the first and largest decentralized currency that currently exists. In fact, I, I used it today um, when, when purchasing <laughs> some groceries in, in Jewel. And the other concept, um, and more importantly, is the concept of blockchain. Uh, are the two fundamental concepts that we have to speak about um, today. Uh, Bitcoin uh, is a, a phenomenal technology that, when combined with blockchain, can create um, efficiencies in ways that we hadn't seen before. Um, for example, um, when purchasing a house, you have to have escrow services. And via Bitcoin, if you are able to show proof of, you know, deed, you're able to transfer it without um, any intermediary. Fascinating. So uh, what is the what is the story behind um, behind blockchain, Bitcoin? Why? Why is it necessary? Um, Let's uh, uh, let me just sort of dumb it down. Okay. so on a normal transaction, you are going to the store, there is the payment processor, there is the person purchasing the good, there is the purchase person that you're buying the good from, there is the bank in between. Um, in the original economies, when economies were first created, it was very difficult for people to keep track um, of these purchases. Um, if, for example, the very first purchase was my bread for your jelly, um, and we wanted to keep track of that, in the community, you'd have to have a person or a horse going from vendor to vendor, keeping track, and that was technologically very, very difficult. As 
we grow. And as a result of that, you had to have sort of a centralized system where you had someone you could trust, um, like a bank, where it would be secure, uh, where they would be incentivized to keep very good records, you know, taking fees. And they would keep track for everybody, and then they would be the, the uh, person of record, which is basically what we have now. The issue with that is, and I'll give a Monopoly example, is if you're playing Monopoly and the banker can really skim $5 or $10 uh, without anybody really knowing. Um, but if you had a digital scoreboard for Monopoly, like at, um, at Wrigley Field, where you may not necessarily be able to see the names or understand the names of the teams, but you would see the numbers and the scores moving, there would be no way for a banker or any third party to alter the score without everybody noticing. So that is one of the major concepts of decentralization of a decentralized ledger. So it is so different is- than than any other currency on, on so many levels. And I, I know our, our few-minute conversation won't do this topic justice. We're going to have to have you on. But uh, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to share some resources. There are so many differences right now in the uh, in the U.S. dollar. So we have pennies, we have nickels, we have dimes, we have quarters, and so on. It, with cryptocurrency, it's not divisible in that same way. And it's really, it's it's as much or as little as the two parties that are agreeable to the currency set up for themselves. Is that right? Um, so that's actually not as accurate um, as you'd think. There is, just like in a dollar, there is a cent. In Bitcoin, there is something called a sat or a satoshi, which is named after the infamous founder, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, who no one knows where he is you know, to this day, um, in 2008. And um, a Bitcoin can be broken down by eight different decimal places, and 0.0000001 would be one sat or one satoshi, and a Bitcoin can be broken down all the way to that point. Oh my goodness, though, we're going to have to spend a lot more time on this. Oh my goodness, I have so much more to learn. But cryptocurrency is something, uh, and Bitcoin and 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 uh, and blockchain is something that um, you believe uh, businesses, business owners should uh, should learn more about. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, just to give you some insight into more recent large-scale news, you know, less than two weeks ago, the SEC um, came out, that's the Security and Exchange Commission, came out that Ethereum, which is the second largest of the cryptocurrencies, um, is actually not a security. You know, one of the fears that there was was that it would be labeled a security, and it's not, which just allows, you know, more mainstream adoption, which is... one of the many reasons that people should just be aware of what's going on around them. Wow. Wow. So, Dove, um, we are running out of time, and I want to make sure that our listeners can learn more. Are there any specific websites that you would recommend um, to uh, to uh, read up on the topic? Yes, sure. Uh, Bitcoin.com um, is a great place uh, to start. Um, that's one of the places you can actually you know, buy Bitcoin, I believe. Um, that's a really good one. Uh, Coindesk is a good place to start. Also, Coindesk.com. That's fantastic. And I'll link to all of these sites uh, through my website. Dove, I appreciate you coming on this show to uh, to talk about it. We need to spend more time on it. Really interesting topic. But again, thank you, Dove Snow, an expert on uh, blockchain, cryptocurrency. We're going to be back with some more tips in just a moment. Chicago, don't touch that dial. 
Welcome back. Uh, my mind is blown. What a fascinating conversation um, with Dove Snow. I feel, uh, usually I feel at the end of the program, far more knowledgeable. I think at this, uh, at this point tonight, I know exactly what I'll be reading. I'll be reading about the subject of, uh, of blockchain. And uh, even after a few hours of reading, I probably will, uh, will still be uh, unknowledgeable and uneducated on the topic. We're going to have to learn a lot more. But as always, we'll be linking to all of our guests. A fantastic conversation today with Stella Terry from Tandem HR, Steve Winnington from Life Working, Coworking, and Cash Nickerson, the author of The Samurai Listener, followed by Dove Snow, who demystified the topic of cryptocurrency. So what a great lineup. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. So Wednesday was a good day. For the first time in a long while, I wasn't rushing um, anywhere. I had the time to focus on the three Ps, projects, paperwork, and phone calls. And while the first two went fairly well, apparently there's additional paperwork needs to go along with the paperwork I finished. Sigh. My phone calls contained some unexpected lessons in communication. Two of the calls that I made were to colleagues I know well and have worked with over the past three to four years. One of them I definitely consider a friend, yet both phone calls had rough beginnings. A moment where I could hear I was intruding or interrupting that I wasn't welcome. Surprised, I stuttered a bit and tripped over my words. Briefly lost my focus. Once the calls ended... I spent much of the day and evening wondering why did that happen? I believe each call was impacted by a number of factors and by each participant, and I wanted to share that with you here today. My calls were received on cell phones and did indeed interrupt the other person. I know I experienced this all the time. They were doing something else. My timing was not good. To tell me this, they spoke with clipped words and a chilly tone. I do this all the time as well. I do understand. I do this myself, and you probably have too. There are better options. If a call is a terrible in- interruption, let it go to voicemail. I do that a lot. There are better options. Um, that's, uh, by the way, putting letting somebody go to voicemail, that's uh, so much better than a chilly beginning to what could be an important conversation. Or B, don't answer the call quickly. Use the first ring to stop what you're doing. Decide um, that you're going to answer. And although it sounds silly, put a smile on your face. It will change the sound of your voice, and it won't throw your annoyance. At the caller, all phone calls are an interruption. None of us are sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. By answering between the second and third ring instead of the first, you can make sure you welcome the caller. These days, I ignore most of my calls. Um, That's the truth. I schedule calls, and those are the calls that I take. The uh, calls that I cannot take, I send to voicemail. And then I'll send a text or an email to that person and say, let's schedule a time. Each of those individuals that I spoke to uh, answered so quickly, they may have not looked at a caller ID and this probably impacted their tone, knowing it was me. Both of them could have quickly said, didn't want to ignore your call, but this isn't a good time. I'll call you back. Longstanding relationships allow for this, and we should do it more often. Because I know both these people I did start my conversation with, how are you? And it wasn't appreciated. Both colleagues got a bit defensive. Why? Because they heard that I wanted to chat and that I wasn't going to be efficient. Starting with the reason for my call would have been a lot less awkward. Assumptions played a role in both calls. For one of them, I left a detailed message the day before and said I'd call again when they answered the next day. I assumed they knew what I was calling about, but their gruff what's up indicated that they had not listened to my message. This is so common today. We have to stop making assumptions about um, about who's listening to voicemail. The other call followed up to an email. They assumed I understood that if they hadn't replied, the answer was no, that it had not occurred to me. This is my continual life lesson. Don't make any assumptions. And one of those calls contained information that the other person thought was bad news or at least disappointing for me. So it was difficult for them to relax in the conversation and be direct. But being indirect is a sure sign that something's not being said. It can create defensiveness or impatience. Um, when we have something uncomfortable to say, it's best to say it as soon as possible. If necessary, you could preface it 
with I'm uncomfortable saying this to you or I think you're going to be disappointed. All of us are spending less time talking on the phone. When you connect voice to voice, what are you doing to make your conversations more effective? I'd love to hear those thoughts and those answers from you. I'd love to hear how your week's been. You can get in touch with me on my website, shalomkline.com. That's also where you can download podcasts from this very show. Once again, shalomkline.com. Follow me on Twitter at shalomkline. I post tips and information. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday right here on AM 560 The Answer at 6 p.m. Be sure to check out our sponsors, TandemHR.com. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Hope you have a great week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.